Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome to the PR Podcast, a show designed to keep you up to date with PR ministries. My name is Michelangelo Guido. I'm the son of Michael Rocco and Celeste Allen Guido, the founders of PR, a ministry formed to pursue relationships, cultivate creativity, and encourage reconciliation on earth as it is in heaven. I hope you all have had a wonderful Christmas, New Year season with your families. I sat down on New Year's Day with my parents to talk about dreams for 2018 and beyond. God's slowly been molding and shifting PR ministries over the years, and we discuss what that means for this year. We talk about small dreams, like a ministry-centered bed and breakfast, to really big dreams, like a PR retreat center. I mentioned how I would like to see PR continue generation to generation, and that leads into an interesting conversation about what it means to be in relationship and ministry. It's been a while since we recorded this episode. I've been um, working full-time at a preschool, which I think I mentioned in the last episode. Uh, It's been going really well, just getting used to those hours. So we're going to try and stay on top of that, uh, posting in a timely manner. But other than that, my parents truly appreciate all of your prayers and support as they minister to others. Without it, they wouldn't be able to book the flights, host the bands and families, or support other ministries the way they do on a regular basis. So if you're interested to give into PR, learning more about the ministry, or want to send them an email, go to www.prministries.com and all the info you need is there. Thanks for listening to the PR podcast and supporting my parents and all they do. May God bless you as you continue to be reconciled to Him and to those around you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, it's January Jamie. January 1st, 2018. Happy New Year, son. Sitting here with Maja, Faja. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit, we hope. And the Holy Spirit. 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 <laughs> Spirit. Um, I'll do a quick prayer because Dad I did a pre-prayer. So, uh, and then we'll talk First about... First day of the New Year, Mike. Yeah, talk about our dreams and hopes and what God's put in our hearts. Jesus, thank you so much for giving us dreams and visions and um, just uh, visions of you because we always want to get closer to you in the end. We don't want things or um, status. We just want to be um, your children and to grow in our relationship and nearness to you. Thank you for this new year and for all the gifts and surprises that you have lying ahead of us. Jesus' name. Amen. Uh-huh. All right. So, uh, I was sitting with Mary Beth a couple weeks ago, and just, I guess I, <clears throat> my mind is always thinking of projects or things that I really care about, and uh, thought about uh, what happens to PR Ministries going forward and the like legacy that you guys have already established and what what are the new aspects of PR ministries that could be and started dreaming with that and um yeah thought about it being a family business obviously but what would my role be in that what would the next generation's role be and where's where is it going and how are we getting 
to minister to people more effectively and what God has called you always to do is be there for people. So anyways, I was dreaming about that and I was like, well, that'd be a fun thing to talk about with you guys because you guys have always had dreams for the ministry and for um, what God can do through you. So I thought I'd open that open that up for the new year 2018 and see what you guys what have been dreams for you guys for a long time what are new ones what are things that are, you're starting to see God doing so. oh, I'll start I think um, as we get older and we get hopefully wiser um, I've been really thinking that what my dream would be is to do be effective more with doing less in that have you know the capacity to minister to those that we love and and those that are dear to our hearts but not wear ourselves out trying to you know travel there get to different places so I think that the big thing for PR ministries has always been that to meet the relationship where they are mm-hmm. and um, which was a lot of travel a lot of travel expense a lot of wear and tear on our bodies and I just feel like more and more now as we're getting older that we can be more effective where we are and so you know having more retreats at home and having more bands come through and you know utilize the place that God's given us here and um, minister to those who are in town mm-hmm. has been kind of what's been on my heart I see my hubby who is aging rather nicely but also uh, gets pretty tired so to have the ministry kind of circle around coming back and using what we have here that would be my dream for 2018 to do more here and be less um, just out there yeah well the road life is as any artist knows is not the easiest on your body or your mind or spirit I know that dad usually has a hard time sleeping before flying because he's got 5.30 flight out and has to get there at 3 a.m. Or mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a stressful process for anyone, but especially someone who is as punctual as father when it comes to traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's... I mean, you guys have prayed for a retreat-type um, center... Or piece mm-hmm. of land for a long time, right? Since mm-hmm. probably the nineties. Yeah. Well, my dreams would parallel mom's, but the difference is, is I don't see traveling ceasing, but traveling. I think she said this: traveling being more intentional and traveling wisely. That you know, if I was called to go on a tour tomorrow, we were both in agreement. I think she'd say yes. We would. I'd go on that sixty cities, ninety cities on a bus for whatever was chosen to be the right amount of time. Mm-hmm. But as far as um, just going and looking for ministry to happen, I think we saw real clearly last year that 
God, in the midst of the grieving with Josiah, in the midst of the challenges and the changes, uh, in the family dimension of waiting on a baby and weddings, and God kept us home. And as much, if not more, ministry happened with people coming to us, as was said. But my dream for the retreat center has always been to have a place. And I don't think it, I mean, I don't mind using our home, but I think you have to have a safe place. We've never had an office. We've never had a building. Everything that we've ever done has been from our home. So mm-hmm. it would be wonderful if uh, the Lord provided the finances to get a place where artists can come from out of town. We can minister to them. And it may even have a place they could put up their family. And the dream would be to have a kitchen there and to have uh, people maybe from Belmont or music uh, business majors would come alongside and we'd mentor them on the ministry of Christ and how to serve uh, these creatives. Because if you don't have that and you have a degree, then how much more could it do? So um, mm-hmm. that's kind of really the, the big long-term goal, to have a retreat center, but again, expanding with the ideas of writing a book um, and other revenue streams so that the ministry could be self-sufficient, that we could go out and speak about the needs for the church to be aware of the battle over culture through art. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and I was thinking <clears throat> in my part of uh, dreaming for your guys' ministry was um, how you guys host people, and we've talked about how bands have stayed here and uh, families of, of artists have stayed here, how um, Airbnb is, like, a really popular form of staying because not only do you is it a cheaper option for people but it's a um more it's got more character than staying at a you know double tree hotel or whatever um and how that tailors to your guys ministry if you guys were to do something similar to that but a ministry focus um at least to start as a form another form of uh of Establishing what could potentially become a retreat center and have its own building. Um, and I was dreaming about how we've always talked about there's that back patio that we've never used and how that could potentially become a room um, maybe dedicated solely to artists that are in town and want to write or need some... Maybe they've hit writing blocks or like feel like they're dealing with the emotional, spiritual things that they just need their own space to deal mm. with that. Um, yeah. And, like, I, God kind of showed me a picture of how there's steps to the dream sometimes. Sometimes it happens all at once, and um, I believe God will do those things a lot. Um, but also, it's cool to see how visions can grow from a small seed to a mm. big tree. Um, but, yeah, and so... You guys have, you guys have obviously had, you've been here since 89, Mm -hmm. and you've seen Franklin change, but pretty early on you guys prayed for a specific piece of land that's still not developed, right? Yeah, I think it got bought, but it's not developed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was, uh, you know, that was early on we were thinking, oh, go big or go home you know mm. I think as years went by it's not about how you go big it's how you go deep mm-hmm. and you know if anything 2018 I 
I'd rather go deep with those that we are involved in in people's lives rather than go wide. And so sometimes bigger is not always better, you know. So the mm-hmm. we've been doing the home retreats um, all these years, and it's been amazing. And yeah, it would be awesome to have a, another center or some other place that we could use uh, other than our home, but. And I think there's something special about your home that artists and families and friends and everyone feels when they come in. There's like a like a relaxing of mm. the spirit or like a letting go of. Things. And we've had artists come that are just exhausted and just asked to sleep on our couch for a few days, mm-hmm. just because they are exhausted. Yeah. So we could just leave them alone and let them recoup. So that's, yeah, it's quite an honor to have uh, people trust you and um, make a safe place for them to either regroup or, like you said, you know, restructure their goals in life or or rewrite a song. Mm -hmm. And, like, Eric Marshall was here maybe last year Mm -hmm. to meet with worship artists and he plays with young oceans and now he's actually moving here with his family um but he just had a moment in the kitchen by himself right no one was even here mm-hmm. yeah that be might be a good thing to interview him he gets here tomorrow okay. and maybe you could add that from his perspective what does it mean to come to this house mm-hmm. and to rest because we had to leave and he was here by himself and he had an encounter with the holy spirit this room we're in right here has always been a prayer room um we prayed over this house a number of of times every year we just wanted it to be dedicated from the day we bought it mm-hmm. and you know there were times where we weren't sure we were going to be able to keep it mm-hmm. but our hope is that we would just keep putting Christ first and that whatever dreams we have they're his because his are better his are bigger like you see throughout Joseph and Daniel and even when Paul was you know told by aunt to go and, and meet with uh, when his first conversion they even a dream that he had a dream that someone would come. and So I think that's really important to dream. And I think it's important to allow people to dream with you and to dream with others. Because, you know, um, you can help someone facilitate a dream. You can help someone encourage them to take the time to dream. But mm-hmm. dreams don't come through much activity. They only come in rest. And so this whole vision of a retreat center is a place to come away. Like Jesus said, come away with me, mm-hmm. my beloved. Come away, as in Song of Solomon and rest. Jesus says, come to me, all you labor and burden, heavy laden, and I will give you rest. There's nothing in the scripture that says work will ever accomplish anything without the resting. Mm-hmm. And mom always says rest is a battle position because it's not a surrender. It's a retreat. It's a withdrawing to a safe place to just gather up we strength can... and energy yeah. yeah, and renewed vision. Yeah. Um, I feel like you guys provide that rest to a lot of people and definitely last year was a a time of a lot of battling but also of learning to rest and be mm-hmm. present with the ones that are around you and I think we came closer as as a family and more definitely. than ever and I think that's just something that we're always looking forward to is how to do our relationships better and more genuinely um yeah, one thing about our kids is they surround their mom and dad with lots of love and lots of encouragement. The Guidos do not lack 
<laughs> in the love department for family. Yeah. So that has been the glue. And you guys have had a lot of friends um, and family come around and support you guys recently with new ideas for supporting ministry and mm-hmm. um are there any are those th- i mean i know they're early stuff right now but anything of those you want to talk about what's going really on can't for really talk about it yet but 2018 but it is a neat because it's you start having dreams and you feel something stirring like we read this morning honey you feel something stirring in your spirit and then god brings it to fruition mm. but it's i think if you have it all figured out like you yeah. said there's layers Mm-hmm. Because God's going to get all the glory for it. And I think that's what's hard about um, sometimes when we start to dream, then we kind of control the dream instead of letting the dream yeah, letting it go. unfold. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to put our hope in our dream. We want to keep our hope in Christ mm-hmm. so the dream can be visualized first in the spirit, but then actualized in the natural. Yeah. But it's got to be supernaturally done. Otherwise, it's... Yeah, there's, there's a lot of things in the works right now. And, you know, as soon as they come to to solidify we can talk about them but I think what has been the biggest gift about even those things is that God is restoring joy back to the Guido home and it's been a hard year but I feel like in it we have like you said Michael drawn closer as a family and there's been so much love outpoured by the body of Christ over our family that we are becoming stronger for it and joy's returning and honestly if you had asked about dreaming last year at this time I couldn't no I probably couldn't have even gone to that thought but mm-hmm. because God's bringing us out of this season and into a more joyful season and a more hopeful season we're able to dream again and it's been so cool because you know with people all that are around us who love us they want us to succeed and dream too and they're trying to help make that happen mm-hmm. so that's been really cool and um we're i think just that's really grateful yeah. grateful to god for bringing this new season of joy into our life mm-hmm. and look even even wilder uh, yeah been, a little nugget of joy. A little even of joy. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm really excited about 2018 and all that has to offer. And um, just continuing to tell the stories that God yeah. uh, is authoring, small or big. And yeah. um, I don't remember if by the time the last time we podcasted when it was about Thanksgiving if I had known that I had a new job yet but that's mm. a big deal for me yeah um and feeling like God is seeing me and um gonna be teaching preschool for you know however long God wants me to do it but it's it's a awesome. lot um it's got a lot of answered prayers within it mm. and I feel like uh I'm, I'm, I've got some purpose there. Yeah. And, um, Mr. Michael. Yeah. Mr. Michael to three to five year olds that I work with. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's, there's just a lot of great things that I, I see that 
um, God's doing with your guys' ministry that it's lending itself to things that really people really appreciate, which is like. Well, I, I would yeah. I would say the one thing that it's God good. is never is He's never stingy. He's always mm. generous. He's Dang. generous with ideas. He's generous with yep. his love. He's generous with mercy. He's generous with grace. He's generous with resources. So when his hand is on something, his generosity will be poured on it. And so we're just waiting and we're believing. And I think one of the things hard for us to do in this culture is to wait. Mm-hmm. He said, those who wait on the Lord have renewed their strength. Their strength. So it's like a, a, a waiter um, that comes and, and just waits on the Lord, not on the activity, not on the service. You know, it's like people pour themselves out into ministry and get burned out. But if you're pouring yourself out to the Lord, He renews your strength. Mm-hmm. And this morning we were reading, this is the verse I was uh, thinking of. It says, The rules of this world have not understood it. If they would have, they would not have crucified our glorious Lord. This is what the scriptures mean when they say, No eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. You can't even begin to imagine what God's prepared for you if you allow yourself to have this romance develop with Him. Mm-hmm. But if it's just about a works mentality or Sunday go to meet in church or it's religious reading of the Bible or legalism or devotionalism, and, and I struggle with every one of those. I struggle with the works mentality because we want to accomplish something. But I think the one part that was powerful about it is what it says next. It says that, you know, that no eye has seen, you can't even imagine what it's like. But he says, but it was to us that God revealed these things by his spirit. Mm. He started stirring in your spirit about a new job. He started stirring in your spirit about where's God taking the ministry, about doing this podcast, about taking the ministry to another level. Start stirring in our spirit about there are other things God wants to do. How do we tell the story? And my mentor, Rick Marshall, always says, keep telling the story. We can't tell the story if you don't write it down. Moses was told, write the story down, make it clear, give it to your children. And so they give it to the children's children. This vision will be fruitful and successful if it goes to three and four generations. That's the hope. Mm-hmm. And my hope has always been to have you and your siblings look over this vision because you know the heart of mom and dad and what it was like when artists would stay here since you were little babies, like that video I posted. You know, Gabby and Rick were here all the time. There's a part of that video where Gabby and Rick are in it. And Rick went on to, to do music. He came out of Belmont. And, and uh, Gabby works in music business. But it was a conducive environment to dream. Mm-hmm. And um, and Nicole lived here, and she went on into business and uh, things of, of music. Um, we had many people come through here. But this is the part that's important. But it was so that God could reveal these things by His Spirit. If you don't go deeper in the Spirit, if you're just reading for your head, then you're not going to understand what the next part. His Spirit searches out everything and shows God's deep secrets. Mm-hmm. So if you're walking in the Spirit and you're having a deeper encounter and intimacy with Him, then He's going to reveal these secrets by His Spirit. Mm. So He's stirring. I told Mom, I said, we feel He's stirring. We feel for the whole church and for those that are listening, we feel there are dreams and aspirations. And, you know, I'm thinking one brother in particular that's been moved to build, to, to, to leave a beautiful place in Hawaii and, and go to a farm in and he's been praying about it, and it doesn't make sense in a lot of things, but yet God's providing for him. You feel like God's stirring for you in some things, but music is always stirring in you. Mm-hmm. And so there's always a stirring. But if you're not seeking it by the Spirit, if you're trying to solve the puzzle, that's when you get in trouble. Hmm. Paul didn't know where he's going next. He goes, I feel like I'm going to be bound in chains, and I'm not going to He just was going where the Spirit led him, and he felt like mm-hmm. the Spirit warned him. 
And he also said the Spirit has opened doors for us. Pray that I go through these doors, representing them all. And, you know, that's what we pray because, you know, we woke up this morning and we struggled and, you know, we said we don't want to have uh, the same spirit in the new year. We want to be just visioned and focused and excited and expectant. And, and you know, you can get into a lulling of same thing, same place, like that commercial. But what we should wake up is expectant and hopeful like children because the childlike wonder that is in your son, Avon, is what Jesus said, unless you come to me like a child. And you can't deny that he understood that because he came as a baby mm. we just celebrate that. Mm-hmm. So what does it mean to have childlike wonder? What does it mean to dream again? Babies have no problem taking naps. Mm-hmm. We need to take a nap. Yeah, they're growing in their sleep for, and yeah. uh, mentally, physically. Yeah. And yeah, and when it's a spiritual rest, it's it's important. Um, it's very important. Yeah, it's just uh, I've always been fascinated by how you guys um, have a childlike faith. It's tested continually, but then you still um, are faithful to host and to um, to dig into people's lives and to cultivate it. And you guys are like gardeners, and I think that's maybe why Dad likes gardening so much. Is there's a whole process. There's the watering, the making sure it gets enough sunlight, mm-hmm. but there's also the trimming and the the cold winters supporting the bolstering yeah the <laughs> covering you know the mm-hmm. make sure they're protected but i think you guys do that really well and i've always wondered am i gonna like follow in that lead and i was like oh maybe i'll just be in music because that's what i grew up around but then i also feel this uh joy that comes out of hosting and making people feel mm-hmm. at ease Safe. yeah and yeah, so just I've you just been praying, well. just been praying, yeah, about um, how PR Ministries Legacy will continue, mm. and um, I think you guys have pushed a lot of people to be real and be honest about mistakes, but also honest about every little detail of being covered by God's grace and. Um, well, we haven't done it perfectly, for sure. Yeah. But we definitely get up in the morning and put one more foot in front of the other. And um, we learned early on that we've only been given this moment, and so we just have to make God proud in this moment that we have. Um, and sometimes we fail and fail Him, and you know, but we keep getting up and we keep seeking and we keep knocking and we keep walking and um it's all we're called to do um we've never been given the bigger picture in full and it's the full entirety so you know we just have today and um you know it would be an honor and uh, such a gift michael if you know you were stirred to take this ministry on when we're long gone you know so it's not impossible God can do yeah, all kinds and, of things. And I think what mom's saying in that is we would we have never steered you guys towards ministry because we believe unlike like music, music is a calling. 
Mm-hmm. Ministry is a calling. If hopefully everything you're doing is a calling, because if not, you got a job. Yeah. And I mean, if you're called to be a barista, you, you know, um, like I tell Danielle, that's where God's calling you now. Be the best barista you can. Be personal to the people. Show the witness of Christ. If you're a teacher, be a best teacher you can. Understand that, like Brother Lawrence said, in practicing his presence, everything you do, you're doing with him. Again, not for him. You're doing with him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like people want to be servants. And Jesus said, I don't call you servants. I call you my friends. He's involved in a friendship. And the one thing that people feel safe when they feel that you're vulnerable and honest. So when you come from a place of a platitude, a higher platform that... You, that you're unapproachable, suddenly you're beyond Jesus because Jesus came right and met people right where they were, right in their world. Mm. And so we, we want to make sure that the vision that goes on from here will never be put on someone or forced on. It, mm. You can't pass off anointing. You know, it's like you have a successful ministry, then your son takes over. That doesn't, that doesn't work that way. That's mm-hmm. not scripture. Yeah. Um, but I've always had this vision that you guys would watch over it. I never even shared it with you. So when you came to us, said you want to help watch over it. Um, if it goes beyond that, whatever way it goes, it'll be, it'll be so supernaturally. God, yeah. It'll be revealed. Because, you know, we see in scripture with, with the, the, the son of Eli that, you know, he, his sons weren't living for the Lord. And they didn't want it. I mean, you can't... Again, free will is one of the biggest curses that man has because God will never force you to obey. Mm -hmm. Yet it's the greatest blessing. Because when you understand free will, you have a free will to be a love slave to God. Because when you're in love with Him, everything you're doing is out of a relationship that's not a slave-servant. It's a love that is so desired, like in a marriage. And that's why He said we're His bride. So... Mm-hmm. When when people feel it's safe, then it's because you've opened your life up to them. And so they create vulnerability and space for them. He says, you know, make this your common practice. Confess your faults to one another. When you do, then they feel they can confess their... And it does. It takes... It takes work on the Holy Spirit. It's not something... I don't yeah. know how many times I've been in a situation with your mom, and I didn't want to confess what I was struggling with. But if I can't confess to her, and I remember telling God that I confessed to God, but Lord, I've confessed to you, I'm clean. But if you want me to share anything with my wife that I need to share, I don't want to hide it. And so in that, there's a safe place where it's like, there's no chains when you're free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you want to create safety for artists, you want to create safety for your mate, you want to create safety for the body of Christ. And many people you said this comment that we provoke people to be honest and real we see in relationships and I could name people that we've been praying about now that we've gotten a little too close because we're just honest about it and you know we want to walk honestly with them so many times it's it's scary and so sometimes people withdraw for a time until heartache comes and then they know they can call you yeah it's a. Uh, it's funny, like, because I think the goal in a relationship is to be able to say uh, anything because you've established that, like trust. I yeah, trust, and I'll, I will, I care for you. Want to take care of you, and like this is what I see, and uh, just being honest about faults and other things, and 
I remember Mary Beth is really good at that, and uh, I remember her opening up to people, and then later I was like, I don't know if everyone's ready for that, <laughs> you know, like, I think it's uh, it's a gift to be able to be real, and then sometimes people just don't want to be real, and that's, and, you and, gotta be able to... Yeah, that is very, has, very... <laughs> Open like a book. Mm-hmm. I'm like, um, probably we need to hone that back in. And she's right. Can I say yeah. this? Once you've established a relationship and you know it's mutual, and sometimes, you know, I do it with the person on the phone, or I'll do it with the airlines or whatever. But, <laughs> but if someone's called to a relationship with you, you have to know how deep do you want to go. Yeah. And mom said to me once when I was going to repent to someone for the way they mishandled um, a relationship. She goes, honey, can you tell them that story? Remember you said they're not in that place. It's, it's casting pearls. You don't want to... Well, I think Dad thinks that everybody's on the same plane as he is, as in we have to get everything clean right now and no one's moving till we're all clean and figured out. And sometimes you just have to give space for people to even know that there even is something wrong. And so, you know, it's not... You know, it's just... It is the work of the Holy Spirit to show you, you know, you, you're only called to do you and not everybody else around you. And mm-hmm. sometimes people just can't handle that. And the Guidos come off a lot of times like that, you know, like, wow, that was a lot. And, um, we are a lot and, um, you know, but I also think that's why you guys were, have been called to what you do is because the people that really want, um, to be connected to God and to connect it to their community are going to ask for that freely. They need the yeah real, they don't need the glossed over. Yeah. And, and unfortunately it's just, it's messy. Mm-hmm. So therefore relationships are messy and you know, sometimes people just want to keep their nice little bow on the relationship and you know, it's, it's messy. Mm-hmm. Um, We've messed up, too, in ways that we should have, you know, not shared or not um, trusted or whatever it is. But you learn. You live and you learn. You know, and not to overuse the word boundaries, but it is. It's like Mom's saying, learning how much is appropriate to share when. Yeah, boundaries mm-hmm. is a good word. It's been overused and abused Seriously. right now, but it is a it is a very healthy word. And mm-hmm. Because many times boundaries become walls. You know, that all you do is start living in your secure place and all you're doing is rotting. And it also teaches you, like, what your responsibility is to other people sometimes. Sometimes. Because you guys, because your ministry is, you're not going to be Jesus to everyone. You want to, you want to give them the path to, for them to follow up. And you want to be there to like answer like answer as many questions as you feel like you can. Uh, you might have to pull But away. then yeah, but then once you reach your boundary you're like, sorry, I can't go further than that. That's for, between you and Jesus or whatever. Unless you um, come in and say come with me. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if, if if I feel like the Lord's saying we're out of stock hold and this happens many times because the guy doesn't want to let his wife in. Mm-hmm. So it's just me ministering to the guy or perhaps my wife just ministering to the woman. If it's not the four of us it can only go so far because there, uh, when a husband and wife are involved in your counseling, if you're ministering just one party, somebody's being snowed somewhere. 
yeah there's there's a, a more grind. whole perspective when there's <laughs> yeah. the because they're two not of the same the chord picture. yeah well it's like what we said you know that if if you have 15 people observe the same accident mm-hmm. you're going to get 15 different police reports on what happened it's even been said that five children raised in the same home have five different sets of parents mm-hmm. <laughs> So we know that's true in our family because each one sees it from a different perspective, right? Yeah. But you're all my favorites. But you're all, I mean, just I'm wild about each one of you. I've always told you, you're my favorite, you're my favorite. And I never understood that till I realized that really that was from the Lord, that that's his heart for us. We're all very unique to God. He doesn't want me to be like my wife. He doesn't want me to be like, you know, Joe Blow or this guy or that guy. He doesn't want anyone to be like me. The, the uniqueness of God is he created you in a very specific design way. He doesn't make cookie cutter molds. And the church many times has tried to present this box of God rather than this infinite wonder of God. Again, how big is God when you can explain him? Mm-hmm. How magnificent and beyond finding out. I mean, that he would come and live in a manger. Hmm be birthed in a stall that kings would come from across the farther east to come and find him. They had to be inconvenienced. And yet shepherds who felt unworthy, the least of the least of the least, the angels would come, behold, born to you this day. Yeah. It's awesome. It's, uh, there's so many aspects of God that we continue to learn every day um, of how he can he can he can be everything to us, our father, mother, hmm. uh, our person that we pursue of love, and uh, it's also our teacher and our, you know, coach and everything. And it's just our fun to see our gardener. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just fun to see how how he uh, beckons us on hmm. in different ways, and uh, how much he cares for the details and yeah. And I guess may we never lose our wonder is one of our favorite songs because it is always amazing how he shows up. It's never quite the same. It's never quite the same way. Mm-hmm. But it's always never disappointing. How he got us through last year is an example of wonder. Mm-hmm. And one thing that you brought up, we brought up before, um, and I think you kind of nailed it, and it slowly sink in to me is my perspective of how God is outside of time he's (laughs) bigger than he's bigger than the universe but he's also not confined to time and so if you like view time as an arrow and you're just looking at it he sees you he sees all versions of you at once and so what how could you be so the debate was like, if you get saved at some point and you walk away from him, how could that one point uh, be trumped by other points of time and how God views you and he sees you as your son? Anyways, but that made me realize like with dreams too, like if mm. I'm here in this certain point uh, on the line, but God sees way past it yeah. and he sees way before it, then... He just he's just excited for us to get catch up. But he's like not you are he, with David. 
But it's like, yeah, we shouldn't be so small-sided to be like, God, where are you? Right. He's right there, and he's and he sees all. He, it's there's a there's always an imminent thing about to happen with God because he's already yeah seen it, foretold it. And he but then we still get to choose within it. Well, That's even it. even let's just talk about how this ministry began. We had no idea that this need would be so immense. We just thought it was just a couple of guys we knew, mm-hmm. and well, let's walk with them. And we just started doing that, and then there were more guys and girls, and then there were more bands, and you know, so it's like it, it, we didn't get the full picture. We didn't quite understand it. We still don't. But we just keep thinking, well, if you've led us this far, then you're going to take care of the rest. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we we want the answers before we just, and we miss out on the, the journey. Mm-hmm. The journey is all about the lives that you meet and you touch and you walk with, you cry with, you you pray with, you mourn with. And it's never ending. It's It's not... A description that just is complete. I mean, I would love to look up God's dictionary because sometimes they're never end. It's not an, <laughs> an ending definition of things. Mm-hmm. He is a God of order, but he also is a creative God. And you know, this ministry wasn't our idea; it was His idea, and we didn't have and he a didn't clue. Give us the whole plan. In advance. Yeah, we didn't have we a took clue. One step. I don't think any man of God ever had the whole plan in advance. If they did, they wouldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. If Joshua would have known, you know. Walk around the walls seven times for seven days. And the seventh day, be totally silent. I heard an insight once that he knew how hard it was for them to be quiet. So he couldn't tell them the whole plan at once. Because when they went in to saw the spies, they weren't going to go because of, you know, two believed and the other ones murmured and complained. It hindered the whole nation of Israel. Mm -hmm. So the point being is he probably said, okay, today, here's the plan walk around the wall I mean I don't know he's yeah. never given me the whole plan he said yeah. today pack up your bags and move to Tennessee who's in Tennessee we, well so you know What's when we moved Tennessee? here we were like Jeb we had no idea picked what was up happening. the bags and moved to Tennessee no <laughs> it wasn't it, a popular place then no it wasn't at all popular there was no <laughs> East Nashville if it was it was run down and, and even downtown was, was pretty much yeah. boarded up in 1989 but what had happened was what stirred in us is we felt once we were here, God is doing something in this area. It's the center of the country, you know, and, and music was what we were called to. But I still thought I was going to do tile work. So I came here prepared to do tile work and God closed those doors. And then I tried to keep running my company in California and everything went haywire and it got worse. And then so God through the if, if he would have told me those events, I probably would have said, I ain't going nowhere, man. Mm-hmm. This is going too good. I got a you know business that's prospering, successful. Why would I want to go into heartache? Would we have wanted to go into the pain of last year? But it prepared us for last year. Because he's been faithful. Every Mm -hmm. step of the way. And someday when God lays me in the grave, my family will be prepared, whether they're prepared or not. Mm -hmm. Because the truth is, that's what we've talked about since the day we've been born in the kingdom. From the day I've been born again, I've, I've dreamed about what does it mean to be living intentionally that I'm going to a greater place that is beyond this realm. Mm-hmm. And there's the beauty yes. of Amen. Hi, buddy. Amen and May Beth walked in. So but I think that's, I think that's a, good ending point. a good 
yeah ending point because it's uh it's a day by day thing and casting out our dreams is a really healthy thing but sitting every day and waiting for it to happen is not necessarily a healthy thing yeah. being living expectant and joyful that something's going to happen maybe it's a step of it or maybe it's even something we weren't expecting right. is healthy and uh, good for our spirit but uh, you guys have come a long way and your ministry's changed a lot um, and I think it'll continue to change but it's always been God um, sharpening rather than letting you guys grow dull and ineffective I think everyone that oh lots of sharpening yeah I think that everyone that uh, comes across this ministry sees the heart of it is for the the artists involved mm. and it's not for well, a, yeah any sort of glory yeah, and, and I hope that people understand that the reason this ministry is in effect not to coddle artists but to understand that Jesus is really clear, that he is a warrior, Zephaniah 3.17, he's a comforter and he sings songs over us. Zephaniah 3.17 said God sings songs over us, but he's also a warrior. So there's that warring part, standing for the dream. There's mm-hmm. that comforting part, he nurtures you when the dreams don't mm-hmm. pan out like you thought, or it's a long wait. But then there's also the fact that to calm you, he sings songs over you. He's a creative. So... God told the children of Israel they could not go into the promised land without the Levites going in first. So the bigger picture is until the artists, the Levitical priests, get to a place where they understand that they're going into the promised land to lead the children of Israel, they're never going to go there without him. They're never going to go there without the artists because the Mm -hmm. Levitical priests had to go into the Red Sea first and the water split. Mm -hmm. They had to go into the Jordan and the water split. But they stood in the middle carrying the presence of God. And that's where the, we come alongside to say, don't touch the presence of God. Mm-hmm. Don't touch the glory of God. Right, even? I think if we, we don't can, touch the glory. If we can help artists and their families and their marriages to not give up. If they could just look at us and just say, oh my gosh, they've made it through. I think we've done a pretty good job. If we can save one marriage, one family from breaking up to not give up I think that and that's yeah hopefully the what this podcast will be to people that listen and a book one day is sharing your specific story but offering encouragement to other people that are in that or in something that they can be like oh man like yeah I thought I had it hard like cause you know we, Mary Beth and I, everything I've said before, Mary Beth and I feel like it was hard to become young parents yeah. before we felt like we were financially ready. But then you guys did it without the group, like I've talked about before, the community yet. You guys yeah. were still establishing yourselves and you guys were having kids and you guys have created this safety network for us mm. that um, I think other people can be encouraged that they can do themselves too. Yeah. Whether they have the support or not from their family, and um, yeah, we're just blessed well, by you guys. And um, do you want to read us something? To yeah, I think yeah. to close it because I do believe that part of what I've been thinking about is the dreams that we have. 
We're looking at a fulfilled prayer and dream, Avon. We're looking at your marriage. We're looking at Jordan and Daniel being pregnant. We're seeing what God's doing in Jonathan and Aiden. We see what God's doing with Danielle and the dreams that she has and the fulfillment of the hope of reconciliation in other areas of our life with our family. And the areas that God has, we know that only He can do it. I can't be the Holy Spirit, and I can only do my part, but this is what He promises. Yet I still belong to you. As I enter this new year, Lord, you hold my right hand, you guide me with your counsel, leading me to a glorious destiny. And I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate me from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from the love of God. No power in the sky above or the earth below, indeed, nothing at all, creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that's revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. So that is a promise we have from Psalm 37 and from Romans 8, 38, 39. Psalm 73, I mean. So if that be the case, that nothing can separate us from his love, and his love is in us, what do you think he wants to do as he reveals himself in Scripture, but pour out that love to the people? And that's, that's what I really believe, Mike, whether it's the music you write or the students you teach or the son you raise or the wife you love, Right? There it is. Yeah. Well, Thank I'm excited. You, I'm so yeah. I'm excited for 2018, and yes, um, so are we. Yeah, we're excited to hear uh, what God does. So yes. we'll we'll check back in soon, and Keep love you posted. guys. Thank you for the time. We're believing. Yeah. Blessings on you and all you who are listening in 18. All right. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year.